Hallelujah. It's good to always be in the very presence of God. The way the world is going, what we need is more of Jesus. And we need to strengthen our faith as Christians and as believers to be able to overcome every circumstance that comes in, on our way. Sometimes you feel God have abandoned you. Have you ever felt that before? If you've never, then you are not a, a human being. Sometimes the time you want God to act, he seems to be very quiet and doesn't want to mind you. Sometimes when you least expect God to act, he acts. Say, oh, after this prayer, I didn't attach air. Sometimes before you, even while you were thinking about trying to prepare to go and pray, the answer comes. Sometimes too, you will fast, you will pray, you will put your head in between your <laughs> You do all kinds of things and as if answers seem to be far. Oh, have you gone through that before? See, every Christian must go through to strengthen us, to put our faith in God more. The answers only give us encouragement to move on. But what we need is still to hold on to faith. I will never stop talking about having faith in God. Jesus encouraged us that when Jesus was walking with his disciples, you know, he saw a fig tree. He was hungry and he saw a fig tree. And the fig tree presented itself like it has got food. Like some of us pretend we are good Christians. So Jesus, seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but what? Leaves. For it was not the season for figs. Jesus knew this is not the season. But the tree wanted to tell Jesus that I have some fruit. We cannot deceive God. He knows when you are on top, and he knows when you are down. Don't pretend when you come to God. He knows all that you are going through. Sometimes I told some, somebody, the person was crying, weeping. I went, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. I did it. I said, look, what is inside you? Cry it out. If you haven't finished, continue until you finish. We are, we are human. There are times we can hold back tears. There are times, even if you want us to cry, the tears will not come. We can pretend to be crying with you, but we are happy inside. For me, dealing with God is very important for every believer. 
you must know who God is. That he knows everything about you. Before you even come to lift your hands. The Bible says everything is naked before him. So when we come to him, there is no pretension. You don't pretend. If you are worshiping him, just worship him. He sees you. But sometimes our problem is the people around. People around are the ones that makes us behave in a certain way. I want to do this. Other people say, um, I'm spiritual. You are praying, we are praying, and some people, you, you make your face, right? And you know what you're doing, you're acting. There is no faith backing what you're doing. It's not a burden on your heart you are pouring. It is because you want people to know that you are spiritual. It's good. It can encourage some other people to pray. But you have your reward already. Don't expect answers from what you did. The reward is that people are seeing you as a spiritual man. You've got it. When we come to God, we should be transparent. He knows all of us. Sometimes we fight in a car, and when we get to this place, we stop. The man is angry, the woman is angry. Then they get in, they get the, listen, and they come down, and you can see in their face that there was, uh, as if they are in the spirit, they are not in the spirit. And they come in everything, annoying you inside. I want you to know that God knows you. He knows you more than the pastor. He knows you more than any other person. Sometimes the people you don't even see as great, they are the greatest. We look at the showcase. So everybody come and want to showcase. Not you alone, even we the preachers. Prepare a message. Rehearse it in the house. With all the spiritual increment, how you're going to do it. To move the people. God knows all. Those things don't create faith. But faith is initiated by God. Because faith comes by hearing. If God don't move or say anything or do anything, you cannot have faith. So if a man comes and he does his own thing, it is a man that has done it. He can never create faith and you cannot base your faith on those things because it won't work. It is what God has said. That is what he's bound to do. I hope you're getting me. In times like this, we're all looking around. What do we do? And I will never stop talking about faith. Because Corinthians says that there are three things that 
will abide. What are they? Faith, what? Hope, and what? This world, at this particular time, if everything leaves, if the economy goes bad, if the city keeps on flying and running at the speed of a jet, faith should be able to hold us. Hope. Anytime a people get to a point of hopelessness, they are finished. That was what Abraham did. He said, without hope, Abraham believed and created hope. Say, hey, this one is a hopeless situation. My life is going to the end. I am almost going to leave this world. I have believed God for a child. And now I am getting through the year, a hundred, getting almost to how many years? Hundred years. And every human being, as you grow older, you know you are getting closer to your grave. It's a reality. No one is going to live on this earth forever. There's a span of years given to man if Jesus so tarries. Others live on this earth and they are gone. You have come to play your part. You will go. That is why you don't need to gather the well and put it on your chest as if the entire well is yours. You will leave it and go. The only thing that will be left behind is the service that you did. We need to place spiritual things high. Everything that we seek is very important, but they are just for a season. What is lasting, what will last what you need for your journey, what you need for your eternal life, people try to neglect it. If you have this hope, no matter how difficult things become, you don't compromise. If your hope is only on this earth, what you acquire, positions you get, what you will be, how they will call you, how everybody will respect you. Don't know, some people are fighting for respect. I remember I went to some place and somebody met me. Oh, brother, no. And some church member was very angry. Why do you call him brother, no? I said, don't worry, don't worry. This way, he knew me as a brother. I'm still a brother. Even <laughs> Paul can be called Brother Paul. They didn't even add any when we are mentioning Peter. Say, Peter, if you're again. You're Peter, John, even Jesus. You never add a title. When they mention, they don't add the doctor. Hey! As if you were born and named doctor. When they were doing your naming ceremony, 
they were doctor. So we are always seeking for attention. I said, but don't worry. He has his right to call me brother. I said, some call me Yao. The day I was born. And I know I am the one. If I don't know myself, that's why I have to struggle to say, why are you doing this? But you call me Yao. It doesn't change me. Did it add some inch or reduce my height? Did it, did it add a weight or you reduce my weight? No. That has nothing to do with me. So these wars and sometimes the battles and the fight we fight are meaningless. You look at everything and say, why are these people fighting? Why are they against themselves? You find that something that they shouldn't waste their time on. Look, we have serious business to do. There is a serious place for us to go. I want us to build our faith. At a time like this, we need to build our faith. What will remain is love, faith, hope, faith, and hope. If these are the things that can remain, then I'll spend my time building myself in things that will remain. There are some things that don't remain. Go and collect ice, ice blocks. Carry them in your hand. Walk in the sun. I have this ice. I have this big thing in my hand. By the time the evening comes, you have nothing in your hands. You've wasted all your time carrying it. And by the time you look at it, everything is gone. So if there are anything that we have to place great emphasis on, for me, what will remain? Love is the one that remains. Love should be found in the church. Love should be found in the family. And love should be found everywhere we go. If somebody presses you, love shall come out. That was what God had. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is the God of love. In fact, the Bible says that God is love. According to 1 John, let's read that one. That anyone who says he loves God and does not love his brother is what? Have you lied before? I am not the one calling you that. Now, whosoever says he loves a brother. See, love must express itself. If you say you love God, how many of you can see God? Have you seen God before? You can ask the pastor whether they have seen God before. None of them, including me. 
Even Moses, who said he saw God, he only saw his back. If you see somebody's back, can you describe him well? Moses said, God, I want to see you. God said, nobody can see me and live face to face. But my glory, you can see. And God granted Moses that ability. And he hid him. The Bible said, God covered him. And he passed, and his glory was seen by Moses. After Moses saw the glory, he himself, he became like the glory. You cannot, you shouldn't come to church and remain the same. Something must be seen. If you go to church every day, every day, and you don't see a change, hmm, then do a self-check. At least there should be a change. I know some of you have changed. It might not be drastic, but you have seen a sign of change in your life. When I say change, I'm not talking about financial change. You talk about change, hey, manyaka. No, that is not what I'm talking about. At least if you become angry at the speed of lightning, and it are reduced at the speed of a jet. There's a change. When we come to church, the reason why things are somewhere, somewhere is God. You see, most of us go to church, isn't it? Huh? Most Ghanaians go to church. And most Nigerians, they go to church. Most Africans will go to church. But do we see change? That, these are the very same people who are politicians. The very same people who we say they are corrupt. Members of the church are those people. We believe in practical Christianity. Not bojo bojo, not middle way. If you are serving God, serve Him. If you are not serving Him, go outside and go and serve the one you want to serve. But if you want to benefit from that God, remain and serve Him. I hope you are getting me. You are good people. Sometimes this preaching people will become angry and walk out. So it's a sign that you are changing. God is changing all of us. I wasn't like this when I started as a Christian. Hey, I've stolen meat from soup before. And you think they are not smart. The village boys, they are smart. 
They will take some of the meat, drink some of the soup. Sometimes our mothers, they have the way they measure the soup. And we are able to make it come to the same level, but lighter than how it used to be. (laughs) You remember yours? (laughs) It should be no excuse. You can say, oh, because we're hungry. Well, hunger doesn't mean that. Take what does not belong to you. I believe some of us are telling ourselves, I know what is happening to your bodies. I know, you're a human being. If you're not married and some things are happening to you, it's not a sin. But it's a sin to abuse it. Find a way of overcoming and channeling that thing towards Christ. If you fall today, rise up. The ground is not where you are. Everybody falls. And maybe Jesus even taught us when he was carrying the cross, he might have fallen, but he didn't remain there. He will get up again. If you fall, don't say, oh, I'm ashamed. No. You haven't fallen sin against man. Our problem is that we think everything we do is against man. Faith is against God. Deal with your God. Once you deal with your God and your heart do not condemn you, let the entire world condemn you. You are not condemned. Like somebody, some people may say that we can have public judgment. The entire nation can judge you that you are a thief. They take you to a court and your lawyers are able to take you out technically or whatever it is. If they are, we say, oh, you're comfortable. It's in the radio. If they go to court and court says you haven't stolen. What are you? Are you a thief? Spiritual thief, mom. Nanso by uh, by the law of the land, nobody can say you're a thief, isn't it? That's why they say until you are proven, it's all alleged. Even when I see you huh, taking the thing, they say it's alleged. I who is over. Until I prove it. Sometimes you are not the one who should prove it. The one who says he's a thief. You're a thief. You should prove it. So there might be thieves that are free. And those who are not thieves that are inside prisons. Oh? Faith. Love is very vital. Love is the one. Oh, let's see, read your baby from what love. Look at what love. Love is God Himself. 
They all say, love is what? So if you want to, if anytime you are loving, you are releasing God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is what? He didn't say God has love. There's a difference between God has love and God is love. That is, if you want love, God, he, he is. But if he has it, it means that he acquired it. So this one, is not that God is getting it and he's got it so somebody can take it away from him. That is his nature. That is he. If you want love, look for God. If you want God, look for love. So anytime you exhibit love, you are exhibiting the nature of God. And it is love, I believe that it is that love that put Jesus on the, that made Jesus remain on the cross. He had all that it takes. The entire heavenly army was on alert. High alert. For him, that is a father, deliver me. He said, we have thousands of this which I could ask for my father to come. Even one angel can destroy the entire Africa. So this kind of God can do anything. He could have taken himself. You remember when they came first, they wanted to arrest him. He asked them, who do you want? You know what happened to them? They all fell. People, you can just talk for them to be slain. The next time, the four traitors said, Peter, community. So it wasn't their power that arrested him. It was because of the love he had for you and me. That unless he goes to the cross, you can't be a child. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not die but have everlasting life. He had all that power. On the cross, he could have come down. If I were Jesus, which I am not, the way the world is wicked, hi, I will look at this and say, I think I haven't done anything wrong. I'm going to die small too for you. Look at how you are beating me. Hey, I said I would die. Now. I wouldn't die again. <laughs> I will come down. I will come down. Then the soldiers that quit me. I just do this and bring confusion. And they'll begin to whip themselves. And I'll sit down there and say, huh, listen, when you you, you are dealing with God. Deal with him with wisdom. Today, beat yourself 
the way you are beating God. But Jesus didn't do that. He allowed the nails that were created through him. The Bible said, without him was anything that was made created. No. Whatsoever was created was through him. All these were made through him, including the nail. Where they took the nail, the metal, when they dug the place and removed it, and the wisdom in the human being used in bringing all those metal out, it is all through him. Something that came through me, how can he kill me? Oh, let me finish it. All these were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. This Jesus, that is why everything is subject to him. That is why at the mention of his name, every knee must bow because all things were made through him. And without him, all those sins wouldn't be existent. I hope you're getting me. If this Jesus lives in you, no wonder the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than the one that is through him that he was made. All things were made through him. So when you exercise love, you are exercising God. What is love? The same Corinthians says, if I have what? A tongue of what? Angels. So there are angelic tongues. Sometimes when we are praying, some people you speak in angelic tongues. Some of the tongues are angelic. Some of the tongues are the human tongues, which we haven't learned. Some of the tongues are the tongues of the spirit in a certain way. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not loved, I have become what? So every tongue that is spoken, prayer that is prayed, if it's not back with love, you are making noise, disturbing God's ears. It is love that makes our tongues, our prayers meaningful. It is our love that brings meaning to whatever you do. If you clean this place because you love God and God's people, it becomes spiritual thing. But if you clean it because you want people to say you are hardworking, you don't have spiritual reward. If you sing with a voice, not the song very beautiful today. If there's no love behind, and it's only show off, it's, it doesn't make good team 
in heaven. It is love that makes the song nice. I went to a program somewhere. Somebody came, sang nicely. Everybody stood and clapped for him. The second person came, sang. He got discouraged. And when he was singing, I saw heaven open. After I, I told him, what did you say? I just love God. And I want to serve him. But I am not as the best artist. I say, no. You are not the best artist before us. But you are the best before the, the heavenly host. Whatever service that we do, don't let that be like the fig tree. He may look very nice and neatly nice and look like a berry when you are afar because we don't see. No, God has a way. The Bible says, man looks at what? See, we men, men in general, human beings, we cannot tell what is in your head. We cannot tell what is in your mind, in your heart, unless you act them out. So those who speak a lot, people know what you're going to do. You know, those who don't speak, you don't know what he's going to do. You know, there was some time, David son raped the half-sister. And they told one of the half-sisters, the brother, you know what he did? Huh? They all said, what did he do? He did not say anything. And Absalom spoke the brother Ammon, neither good nor those people. Ha! He won't say anything. He won't show his emotions for you to know he's angry with you. He never said it. He said, oh, he doesn't care about anything. He was planning in his, in his mind. He doesn't want the guy to have a clue that he's going to kill him. Some of us, that's how we are. When they want to give you something, they're quiet. And they're planning. Planning to set trap for you. And far with you. Then one day, Absalom, he organized a party. Oh, I invited his brother, isn't it? Half brother, his brother. Say, bro, I'm having some party, and the guy too, because he didn't. If he has said something before, so things in people until you say it, nobody will know you. And some of you, things that are in people's head now, things that are in people's heart, you can't tell. You can't tell. But God is not looking at the action. 
He looks at what makes you act. The premeditated, you sit down and make it. Sometimes some people can even do something without, uh, they didn't think about it. For instance, if I'm walking without, and, and I walk and I step on her, her toes without knowing. There are two things. If I have a problem with this woman, she will think I intentionally stepped on her toes. If she's a nice person to me and we're a good friend, she say, oh, it's a mistake. The same act, but it can create different reaction depending on the relationship I have with him. Oh? Oh? So some of us, even when somebody looks at you, you put interpretation that the way she looked at me, say the way Madame looked at me, she looked at me the same way. You look at her. And say, look, maybe her mind is not on you. That's the way she. If you go to her, she's a nice person. Me, I can come to you. And we are two different people. But I can still come to you. And I've forgotten that I came to you. But she will remember she came to you. Because she has only few people to, to come to. I have all of you to come to. So when you come to me, say the way pastor smile at me. Yeah, that is me. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels and I have no love, I am all. Sounding brass. So he continues, verse 2. But and though I have a gift of prophecy, I understand all mysteries and knowledge. You can have a gift of prophecy, you can operate a prophecy and a hatred. You can prophesy against people. Most of the time, people prophesy because of what is in them. That is why you can see two prophets. One prophesying for NDC, another prophesying for MPP. <laughs> With the same God. And they say the same God is speaking. Most of them, they are aligned to that party. So if I have prophecy, if I have whatever it is, I shall prophesy with love. Somebody, how do you sometimes know that this is the person? Sometimes the love of God overwhelms me and it moves towards some particular person. And that makes you know that's the person. And truly, that will be the person. Very strong love of God. Very strong, as if compassion in my heart towards a certain area. And I move there and I see the person. The person looks nice, but there's great compassion. I say, ah, there's great compassion in me towards that person. I'm showing you my secret. It safeguard me that I'm operating 
through love. Because you are protected through love. Finally. And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not loved, it profit me nothing. All these things help. You can do uh, humanitarian. It's good. Oh, they changed my story. If I do that, I can advertise the church. Sometimes the thing is done because you want to use that to advertise your church. That is not love. It is when you have a burden in your heart, you want to help the people. I have great burden. Almost all the places that we do, it's a great burden. Bedding when people are intelligent people, very great people, because they can't attend school. And you see, this is a great potential being wasted because of lack of resources. The church comes in to help. Most of the people, some of the people we have help. When they feel they don't stay in this church, they go out. Some of them go, they become great, they have work. Titles uh, almost maybe. Almost they come over before. Once they are in another church, seven ago, some person say, Ah, you're born baby. No, 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 no. You did not help the person expecting to reap. You help them because there's a need, and God wants you to meet that need. Period. That's where it ends. Love is the one that should move this church. Love doesn't mean that people don't have. I will tell the other side of the love. Sometimes the other side of the love is the reason why there was sometimes somebody needed something. Came. I had that thing to give. I was going to give. God said, don't give me. Say, oh, say, don't give him. I'm teaching him how to manage his life. If you give him, you are destroying him. So I sat him, I talked to him. So I got this, I did this, I did that. He said, ah, you are a waste, you waste things. Come sit down. Whatever you get, this is how you should give God's sight to him. You know what to do to save. You know what to do to do this so that your life can be. Because the money that comes into your hand is more than somebody who takes a, a salary a month. But because you've refused to manage your life. So I sat him down. I said, There's sometimes somebody who wanted, he said, Anytime I go to an interview, I fail. Very intelligent guy. First class. Wasn't getting a job. Any interview he goes, he fails. He came to me. Prophet, pray for me. I want this in. He came. I said, sit down. I used to be in dancing man. He would sit down. God said, don't mind him. Let him sit down. Very quiet. Very cool. He never talked. 
first week, second, when I'm going someplace, I put it in a car. We'll go around, uh, then we'll come back. Ah, he won a job, I haven't prayed for him. So uh, he kept on coming, coming, then one day, he said, Pastor, I want a job with him. He was able to boldly speak to me. I said, good, you can now go for the interview. Find a job because you were timid. So when you sit before them, you're not able to talk, say what is it. You were timid, so I wanted to remove the timidity from you. <laughs> when he went, he stood before them, they asked him what he did. He answered something, you move. What if he doesn't know? He move it and try to confuse you. This guy, you, you, you can do it, and you can. And they gave him a very good job. Sometimes it's harsh, keeping him, not minding him. We'll let him think, "Oh, this person doesn't care," but I'm led by that love for him to learn a lesson. Sometimes God is also silent. You go to him. He wanted to solve the thing quick. He's quiet. He wanted to learn a certain lesson that will give you a breakthrough in life. Amen. That is the reason why sometimes it looks like God is not minding you. No. He will mind you. He wants you to learn a lesson. Your praise, God, what lesson should I learn? And may you learn that lesson. Next week, I will continue with that love message then I will come to the major faith. I will come to faith and I will come to hope because this world seems to be going into a hopeless world. Look, you can't blame anybody. Everything is going not everywhere. Hey. Europe, Africa, everywhere, things are as if out of control. The only one in the midst of those storms that can keep our heart, our spirit, our soul, our mind intact is our faith in God. And I'm encouraging you that those sins are not there to destroy you. Because once your faith is ingrained in God, He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will hold you and help you. When everything else fails, we have something to hold, somebody to hold to. The world might not have anything, but what the world is holding on. Is the economy is what is what is what is science. Now we are we are seeing that science had failed us. COVID can tell you that science failed us, and we were all put in self imprisonment for some time, two weeks. How many weeks? Science has failed us before. Isn't it? Not only science has failed us, 
Politics will have failed us. Not only politics. Almost everything seems to be failing. People are trying to control the plane. But the temple. Powers are losing control. And when the pilot lose control and come to the pastor, I said, Pastor, pray for us. He was Robert then. <laughs> when the pastor, a pilot is asking the pastor to pray, it means that I say, Master. It is our duty to pray and to be able to stabilize things. This is the time, believers will have to put their feet. This is not a time for anybody to be happy. It's a time of warfare. A time to do our best. We are all in the boat. Hey, if you're a driver, you're driving by heart, and you're going to kill me, may I walk, 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 not the man could do. I said, no, miss. You don't see me walk and think you understand what I'm saying? So let's continue to pray for everyone. Where the word is. If you look at the leaves, you look at around, you look at the sky, you should be able to tell whether it's going to rain or there won't be rain. If you look at the weather or the, the environment, you'll begin to know whether there is hamatan. When hamatan is coming, we are able to know. How do we know? The dry wind, or air, isn't it? You begin to feel the dry air, the atmosphere, you can see it is hazy, and you know Hamatan is coming. So it is. When something is going to happen in and there's a warfare in the spiritual realm, you see it happening. You feel the condition. The duty of the believer is to do what? Is to pray. So Friday, I say what? Don't be missing the Fridays. Come. We'll be targeting our prayers on ourselves to be able to withstand, to be able to make it in the midst of difficulties. But there is also the God factor. When there was famine, the Bible says that in the midst of the famine, God increased Isaac. The Bible says, Isaac sold and he reaped what? How many fold? How many fold? And the Lord began to do what? Oh, oh. And Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I'm going to pray for all those things during the Fridays. That's why we're going to pray. Then the next day, and then he said, and he began to do what? 
I love that one. The man began to do what? There should be a beginning of what? At what time did he begin to prosper? When there were crises. In the midst of a crisis, God created his blessing created. You see, God blessing doesn't know how much time. It's like being planted by a riverside. Whether there is hamatan or not. Because when there's hamatan, the ground gets dry, but its it root takes whatever from the river. Your root is not in government policy. Your root is in Jehovah God. He began to prosper. This is the man who went there. The reason why he went there was because of famine. He wanted to go and get something to eat and he was afraid to even tell people that his wife was his wife. It is the blessings of the Lord. When God blesses you, it insulates you for many things. God blessed that gentleman and he began you're going to begin. In the midst of every crisis, there are also opportunities. Whenever there are crises, whenever things are going bad, there's also an opportunity for you. So I pray that God will open members of this church their eyes to see where opportunities are in the midst of the crisis so that they can begin to prosper. Isaac saw had the opportunity. He saw it. You know what he saw? He saw it in the seed. In time of famine, everybody eats eats seed. But fruit are to be eaten. Seed are to be sown. They will eat the fruit and eat the seed. He said, wow, this is the opportunity. God is going to create demand. And I am going to sow to be the supplier. And I'll be the sole supplier. And when you are the sole supplier and the demand is high, there are some demand you don't decide. Depending when it comes to food. If you eat like this, whether you have money or not, you want to eat it like that. So I'm going to be the supplier. So, but to become a supplier, I have to sow ahead of time. So when he was sowing, people were eating their fruit and their seed. And he was sowing. And they say, hey, Isaac, are you a stupid man? You see, yeah, this hunger has come. He's able to eat this. Look at what you're doing. And you take one bowl of corn and he will show them, show them, show them, because he's going to reap bags of it from that bowl. And he saw bags and God bless it. And the rain fell upon it later and it came up. He harvested it. He then began to sell it to them. And he now determined what? 
the price. But I'm the old, the sole, the only person who sells food. You don't come here at the braca. I know your stomach will not permit you to go home without the food. So whatever money you have, you will surrender it to me to take the food. So he made a lot of money and God began to do what? Sister, God will begin to prosper. Yes, sir. God will begin to prosper you. Next week, I will continue with love and I'll continue with what? Hope. And I'll continue. God bless you.